Welcome to another episode of Really Healthy Show podcast brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm Melanie Douglas. Welcome to our show. Okay, this is a journey for people to find real health in their everyday life. I went on the show called The Biggest Loser and I lost all this weight and I came home and uh, guess what? I gained it all back. So Melanie and I have partnered together to help people find real health in their life that's busy, that's chaotic, that's full of challenges, and it's actually real. And guess what? You can come and join us. There's no cost. It's totally free. Right down there is uh, our website, thereallyhealthyshow.com. Also, follow us on Really Healthy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to have you join us. We have some awesome things on our website. We do this show every week, and we talk about real things happening in the world, and we get down to what is... BS what, what, and what is, is BS real. and what is really yes. healthy. Yeah, so we're really excited to have you yeah. a part of the show. And I'm on this journey too. So I'm with you. And and Melanie's been so kind to help me in this journey. And uh, we kind of check in with kind of how I'm doing every week. And that's where we're going to start. So here we are today. And this is where I am. So I started at 379 pounds. I'm at 354 pounds. I gained a pound. He gained a pound this I gained week. A pound. But but you know what? That's normal. That's part of a weight loss journey. You're gonna have weeks where you lose, weeks where you maintain, and a few weeks here and there where you actually gain weight. But what's going on? Tell us like Okay, so this has been a crazy time for me. And I don't and I'm not I'm just telling you how it really is. And I'm not using excuses, uh-huh. but I've been really sick mm-hmm. and and tired. So I'm sick and tired of all this. No. I literally <laughs> have been sick. And it's been real, it's way. been really yeah. hard. You know, I've had I've had uh, like the real symptoms, like stuffy head, fever, and so to go exercise. My my diet it throws is, you off. It's thrown me way off, and I've and I've never really dealt with this. So how do you deal with sick? How do you deal with sick? I think you need to listen to your body. If you're really sick and your body needs a break, you give it a break. Because sometimes when you push yourself too hard, you push yourself to that point where like. I give up. I'm just done. So you don't want to go there. You want to keep it so you can rest. Um, I would work out when you feel good and realize that you can get back to it as soon as you're not sick. Like you just have to let your body recover and fight through it. All right. I've had another crazy thing happening. Okay. My schedule is all over the place. Yeah. So it's, you do have a crazy schedule. Yeah. It's really busy. Uh, and I'm tired. And, and you're traveling. Yes. You're, when we say Tra- crazy schedule, you're traveling yeah. a lot. So, for, so for example, I recently went to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I didn't get. I got when I came home. I didn't get back to my house till four thirty in the morning, and then I had to leave about four or five hours later to go back to the airport, and then I left for an entire weekend and got home at about ten thirty on Sunday night. So it was a really hectic three or four days, and I was all over the country, and it was was really hard to be like, oh. And yeah. so I get lazy, and I'm at places where there's really good food, and I'm just like, forget it. I'm just, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to fight this right now, and I'm just going to indulge myself a little bit. Well, guess what? Only one pound from what you just described. I am, I'm a, like a little cheer, cheering for you right now because it was only one pound because that's a lot. Like traveling and being tired and being sick and you only gain one pound, you're still doing great. And the other thing is keep in mind when you're traveling and you're getting through this tough schedule that you can say, I can always get back on track Monday. 
And don't stress, don't sweat it, because if you get too stressed about it, you throw in the towel completely. Yeah, and so I'm not... I'm not throwing in the towel at all. Okay. I'm, I, we're, folks, we're in this for the long run. Yep. And I'm just being, you know, transparent here that every day isn't great. It's it's just not. It's and not. every week isn't it's great either. It's real world. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's another thing that's happened. Because we, get on, we got, get on here and we show my weight, right? And, and so we talk about weight, but this is really about uh, long-term health. And so nutrition predominantly is tied to weight. For the most part, right? A big part of seeing results on a scale are what you're eating. But real world health right. is, is because I love to exercise. I love how I feel when I exercise, and it's really good for you. I mean, for, for a lot of reasons. Right. And there's, there's, there's mental health, there's emotionals, uh, there's sleep. There's all, all these different facets yeah. to health, which we get into. And we're going to get into that a little bit right yeah. now. Yeah, we always think it's diet and exercise, but health, your health is how much you're sleeping, um, your mood, how you're feeling, your energy levels, what you're eating, your disease status, like if you're preventing disease. So we're doing this for the big picture of longer, happier life. All right. So along that vein, uh, we're actually going to talk about an article that came out. So it's the five benefits of... Uh, meditation and and the the actual he- the, the 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 health benefits of those. There's five benefits benefits to meditation. <laughs> meditation, right? I know. And this article is so interesting because really it talks about you know you think what what does meditation bring to my life? Why would I need to meditate? That's just for people who do yoga. But actually, meditation can help you. The benefits they cover are sleep. It can help you with your sleep. It can help with pain management. It can help you regulate your mood. And here's where it gets interesting. It can help increase your emotional intelligence. I need that. I need emotional intelligence. Well, wait, but, how do you become you, emotionally intelligent? Because it makes you be more present in situations so you become a better listener. Um, emotional intelligence and also rela- with your relationship. So all of these things, when you're more present and you're a better listener and you're better in tune with your surroundings, then you're, you're smarter. Wait, could you say that again? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. I just that was a little, a little. That was joke. a funny joke. Yeah, a little meditation a joke one. there for you folks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So I've done a little bit of meditation, and actually, I've done uh, not for health, uh-huh. but actually meditation for sports and and some of that stuff. So uh, very so much you're into good it. At it. Yes. Yes. I. You've I don't know if i more I'm, than I have. I don't know if I'm good at it. Uh, but I understand the a lot it of the benefit sense. of it and and how it makes sense. Yeah. And guess what, folks. We have uh, a surprise for you when we do our challenge uh, at the end of the show. It may relate. It may involve to what we're talking about meditation. right here. Okay, yeah. we're going to take a break, uh, and when we come back, we have so much more in store for you here. Uh, we're oh, going to talk nutrition later. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, very fast. This you'll you'll love this because so it'll be be a lot yeah. of fun to talk about why are they important and how to read them because they all look like yeah a foreign language to me. All right, you're listening to the Really Healthy Podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, uh, Melanie Douglas here. In the first segment, we talked a little bit about my journey and some of the ups and downs, and, and we talked a little bit about uh, meditation and and uh, I, I dealt with a lot of it or I, I'm very familiar with it in 
uh, my career as a professional athlete. Fascinating subject. In fact, if you want to know more about this, we're certainly happy to talk in more detail. Send us a, 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 a question or just let us know on the website. Maybe we can post uh, some really cool information because it, it's a great, great conversation, great topic, yep. and really love it. All right, so <laughs> we're going to get into uh, labels. How to read a nutrition to, label. Yeah. So, like when you look at a food and you look at a food label, what do you think? What's the first thing you look at? Uh, for me, the first thing I, I always look at how, how much, how many calories. That's the first thing I always calories. look at. Okay. I, well, I don't, I don't get that in, I, I, well, let's say I have a better understanding of it, but, but if I'm just a lay person, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't even know that I really look at the label to yeah. be quite frank, but it's, it's how many calories are there in this? That's what I look at. Okay. So let's here's, let's look at a label. Let's look at a label. So here's the first one. So this label is a good example of general things to look for. So first of all, you're going to look at, you You said you look at calories, so that's 190 calories you would see. But the first thing to look at is servings per container, which is two. So everything on this label, you're going to multiply by two. If you drink the whole bottle, which most people do, I mean, who drinks half of the So it's 380 bottle? calories. Yeah. I just it, did the quick math. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 380 calories in that. Yeah, not 190. So you multiply everything by two. And another big one that will pop is sugar. It, all of a sudden it goes from 25 grams of sugar to 50 grams Ooh, of sugar. That's, that's a, lot. a lot. Yeah, that hurts That hurts a lot more. <laughs> so you want to look at servings per container. Do you think that's the most important thing to start with then? It, you know, it, you're, or, or does it... You're like asking me to pick a favorite child. Oh, okay. Because I think all of this information is important. But the highlights I would look at are servings per container. Then I would look at calories just because it's good to have a ballpark, not that you have to count calories. The, other, the next thing I do is I look at fiber. Because if a food has fiber, it's, not, it's very unlikely to be junk food. Like you're not going to oh. find fiber in – you're not going to find um, – a sucker with seven grams of fiber, or right. you're not going to find um, a cupcake with seven grams of fiber. So it's really hard to combine junk food and fiber. So then I also look at protein because I want my foods to have a good source of protein. And I typically like to have five grams of protein per 100 calories. That's a pretty high protein food, but that also will help me you know, decide if this is a good food. I look at sugar because I just don't like it to be too high and I kind of like to be aware. And then, so so is there is there a ballpark on sugar, or is it? You know what, I you, so we want people to have less than ten teaspoons of sugar a day, right? And so a teaspoon of sugar is about four grams, okay. so that's forty grams of sugar a day. So we are just at fifty with our smoothie. So. The reason I hesitate is it's hard to eat less than 40. But, yeah, that's the target. That's the target. Less than 40. Um, And then the last thing I look at is fat. And the reason I look at fat is fat's actually good. We need to eat more fat in our diets. We're too fat-phobic in our society. Fat's good for you. It makes you feel fuller. It's healthy. But you want it to be plant fats. So when I look at this label and I see 2.5 grams of fat and 1.5 are saturated, Um, Sometimes you'll see below there where it says polyunsaturated or monounsaturated. Those are the plant fats. So I just look to see, is this a plant fat or a saturated fat? And for the most part, you would say it's... It's pretty low in fat, so I'm not worried about it. But a bad example would be like, let's say there were 30 grams of fat and 25 are saturated. Gotcha. That would would just make me have chest pain. So (laughs) so if you you pay a little bit of attention to this, you don't necessarily need to know every last thing on here. Right. But there are some really key things that will help you to make a... 
uh, yeah. an educated uh, and a wise choice. And you feel smarter, right? Yeah. When you read, you know, knowledge is knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Uh, what I'd love to do is I'd love to to have. Maybe a segment on fat alone. Oh, I think yeah. it'd be really fun to have that. Yeah, discussion. we need to go into that. So we'll do that in All right. more detail. So here's here's the next one. Okay, so then the next thing with a label is the ingredient list. So this is for Ritz crackers, but frankly, these ingredients: flour, soybean oil, sugar, partially hydrogenated oil, whatever, corn syrup, cheese powder. These ingredients are in so many foods. If you walk down a packaged food aisle and you start reading the ingredients, they're all going to say flour, soybean oil, sugar. I mean, it's like we're eating all the same ingredients with different box labels. But what's going on here is, first of all, do you recognize, are these easy to pronounce? Well, I I don't recognize (laughs) a lot of them. And no, they're not easy to pronounce, but it's like, it's a little cracker. Yeah. And it's like, there's all of that in a little tiny cracker. I know that's not necessarily important, but um, it seems like a lot to me. It is. And the other thing to know about this part of the label is the food highest present in the highest amount by weight is listed first. So it goes from most prevalent ingredient to like the last. So the first five ingredients, you know, are making up most of what this food is. So we're looking at flour, oil, sugar, um, corn syrup, and cheese powder. That's basically what you're eating. Do you want to eat that? No. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I, I'm interested. No, I don't yeah. want to. But I'm interested in this because um, is there a percentage of like when you say it's the most, is there like, you know, predominantly 70 percent, 80 percent? Some of labels, some labels will say percent by weight. They'll say 75 percent of the weight is from flour. But most labels are going to look like this. So what things do you want to see as the most prevalent ingredient in food? I want short ingredient list and okay. I want them to be whole foods. So let's look at our next label, because this label is a really good example of a healthy food. Here's why. Um, First of all, I pop down and I do my usual. So two servings per container, great, just note that. Look at the calories, great. Um, Good source of protein, seven grams. Good source of fiber, you've got four grams. And then I go up to the fat, and I'm like, wow, 15 of those fat grams are plant fats. This is a great food. And scroll down to the very bottom where it says ingredients, you've got two ingredients, Almonds and sea salt. Perfect. Like, that's a great label. So that's what you like to see. That's a great food. Yeah. You, you, you love to see that. So it says uh, one ounce. Right. Which is, you know, what? how do you measure an ounce of <laughs> Most of people like, don't. That's a, Well, yeah. that's a problem you with. Weigh, should you weigh it out? To a see, lot of labels will say, yeah, they'll say a weight. They'll say grams or ounce. So, okay. you know, it's nice to get a food scale. They're like, you can get a food scale for 10 bucks, And just to improve your knowledge slowly over time, if you just weigh things here and there, you'll start to add to your food database library in your head. And you'll just start to know these things. But um, if you don't know the weight, typically one ounce for like a bread or a pasta or a rice is about the size of the palm of your hand. That's so, usually an ounce. So this is... This is 400 calories then. Yes. Right? It's, and this is a package of almonds is yeah. more or less what it is. Yeah. So do you feel better if you're eating the whole package because you go, okay, it's 400 calories. Yes. Uh, but but it's it's a really good um, source clean of, calories. of nutrients. Yeah. And so you like that. I wouldn't even feel bad about it. You wouldn't even feel bad. Um, if I was calorie counting or trying to be really strict with my calories, I might do half now and half later. But, I mean, this is just a good, healthy snack. I wouldn't worry about the calories as much as knowing that you, this label helped you know that you're picking up a healthy food. Okay. 
So kind of summarize then about uh, labels, uh, if we can just kind of go back and just say, you know, really quickly, what, what, what are you really looking for in a label and how can you utilize a label to help you to be really healthy? So the first thing is look at the label because I think we think it's going to be this long endeavor to look, read the label. Reading a label can take 10 seconds. You flip it over, you're like, oh, I'm just going to scroll. Calories, fiber, protein, fat servings per container. Those are the things I'm going to look at really quick. And you don't even have to know what it means, but looking at it and remembering it, you're going to start to build your own food database and you'll be able to make informed choices down the road. Yeah. It's powerful to know what we're actually putting yeah. in our bodies. And it's cool that they, they actually do this. Of course, they're required to, but we're thankful that they do this. All right. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we have our weekly challenge and these are a little bit different. You want to stay tuned for these. And uh, Melanie, they're going to be a challenge oh, for it's me be too. A, oh, <laughs> like I, yes, one of them for me is like breathing, and okay. it, and I can't. I you're going to kill me on this one. <laughs> and we got a great question from a listener. So you're listening to Really Healthy. We'll be right back. Welcome back to uh, Really Healthy. I'm Scott Mitchell. Melanie Douglas here. Um, we have this really cool website, and it's called reallyhealthyshow.com. We also have Instagram and Facebook, Really Healthy Podcast. Go follow us. One of the really cool things that we do is we have people that actually send us questions. We love questions. I love questions. Yeah. And they're good. Most of the time, we have a really good answer. Actually, all the time. Uh, Melanie always has a really good answer. So bring in your questions. Send them to us. We love them. Tell us your stories. Tell us what's actually happening uh, in your life, some of the struggles, some of the challenges. Uh, we'd love to hear all of the good things that are happening. We'd love that you just make the choice. Just make the choice and come and follow us. And and we just, we just love uh, having you join us and being a part of what we're doing. And it's never, ever too late to start. And if you started and stopped, just get up and keep going. Okay, we'd love to have you. All right, so we had a, a, a listener mm -hmm. actually send us a question, and it's uh, how do I reduce bloat? How do you reduce bloat? That is a really good question. It comes up a lot, and there are... I've never heard this question. Really? This was a surprise to me, yeah. Maybe it's more common with women, but I, I hear it all the time, and it, it is a good question. But here's the thing with bloat. So it can come from eating healthy foods... So when you eat foods that are high in fiber, or if you're eating foods that have a lot of prebiotic fiber, remember how we talked about right. inulin? That can make you feel bloated, but that think of that as an adaption phase. As your body's adapting to new fiber or a change in your fiber intake or inulin or prebiotics, then you might feel bloated for a few days. But as your microbiome adapts, then it goes away. You love so that microbiome. I know. You? So your favorite so thing in the world, isn't it? So first of all, is it. if you're bloated because you've added new healthy foods, you're like, these healthy foods are making me feel bloated. Realize that that will probably subside. Um, but then there are people sometimes just get bloated when they eat certain foods. It could be allergies or intolerances. And you may not even realize that you have an allergy or intolerance, but usually those foods are dairy, gluten, and certain fruits that are really high in fructose, such as mangoes, watermelon. Oh, oh really? I know. I hate I wow. hate to list fruits and vegetables as like they might cause a problem, but for certain people that are intolerant, there's actually this thing called FOD, um, FODMAP, FODMAP, okay. F-O-D-M-A-P, 
uh, low FODMAP foods. These are foods that are known to cause bloating or oh. gastrointestinal problems. But so basically, there's a few. Yeah, okay. you could look at FODMAP. There are a few fruits and vegetables that can cause it. But I had, I, I was allergic to tomatoes and oranges growing yeah. up, and I would break out, and yeah. I got over it. Yeah. Can you get over it? Is it something, or you, I mean, are you just doomed for life? Or you're just setting me up to say microbiome again. Do you know that? I know. <laughs> you can't. So when people actually eat and fix their microbiome, as you add more fiber and fruits and vegetables. Sometimes people see intolerances and allergies go away. Mm. So anyway, that it, it's that's a whole new world, a whole nother topic. But the answer to your question is: if you've added new healthy foods, wait it out. Um, if it doesn't go away, you may have an intolerance to wheat or dairy or a certain fruit or vegetable, and in those instances, cut those things out and slowly add one thing back to your diet at a time and see if that helps. See what helps. Uh, all right, a follow-up question. Yeah. Is bloating the same thing as inflammation? No. Okay. I mean, I guess it could be related, yeah. Yeah. Totally different conversation, but I I was just curious about that. So it's not the same thing. Bloating can literally be excess air, so, yeah. Oh, I'm bloated all the time. I'm full of hot air. (laughs) Trust me. All right. Uh, Okay. Good answer. Love love it. Very interesting stuff. All right. Now we're on to our challenge of the week. Okay. So our fitness challenge this week has to do with sitting on a rock. No, just kidding. (laughs) I love that picture, but it's meditation and it helps if you can climb a mountain and sit on top of it and meditate. But if you don't have a mountain, wherever you are right now, just stop and meditate. And I have to say that I'm actually really bad at this. I'm not good at meditation. I'm not good at slowing down. I'm a go, go, go person. But when I do take time to meditate, I feel a lot better. So okay, that's so, the thing I need to work so on. So taking meditation. the time. So when you say meditate, what does that actually mean? And when okay. you say go sit on a rock or go to a place, because I know I know for me when Quiet I'm re- place. when I'm really good about this, and and it's about kind of preparing for a day or what are the things that I like to do, and I'm really good when I start the day off with this. Uh-huh. So. Is there, what? where do you go and maybe what do you do? What do you do? How do you do it? So find a quiet place. Um, Lock yourself in a closet if you need to. I've all the mothers out there. You can lock yourself in a closet. But find a quiet place. It helps if you sit down. It helps if you have an object or something to connect. So a lot of times people will hold their fingers. They may do that or you might clasp your fingers together. Or you could hold an object that means something to you, like you could hold your wedding ring or a necklace or your watch or something. And as you think about that, maybe that object is connected to, like, for me, I'm always pressed for time. So maybe I will think about, I will hold my watch and I will think about being present and enjoying that moment and not jumping ahead in time. But, you know, it helps if you have uh, something that you're going to focus on. Or you could just say, I'm going to focus on breathing. And feeling like I have big waves of peace, like just coming over me as I breathe. So those are a couple ways you can do it. The first way I described is an anchoring meditation. You hold an object, you think about it. Uh, The second way is slow down, breathe. Think about being peaceful. Think about being calm. Um, Try it for, meditation's really hard. Try it for five minutes. Right, it's hard to do. It might be the hardest challenge we've ever issued. Yes. Okay, so uh, once a day? How long? Oh, wow. I, you know what? Whenever you're feeling stressed. This is a challenge. So. <laughs> Here's, I think you should start the day, like you, okay. like you mentioned. Start the day with meditation because it really does put you on the right track, and it helps you be in the, the right mindset, be more present, which affects your stress level, what you eat, 
your commitment to your exercise routine, I think you should try it in the morning, five minutes in the morning. Five minutes in the morning. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, and we have a nutrition challenge. Which Our nutrition challenge. This is a killer. How did you do this to me, Melanie? Uh, just say awful. no. This is our nutrition challenge. Just awful. say no to cheese. No <sighs> cheese this week. Okay, Melanie, stop right there. <laughs> you need to understand something. What? My mother was a phenomenal cook, and, and it was cheese to one on everything. I mean, eating cheese to me is like breathing. How in the world? Yeah. No cheese. None. What about feta cheese? No cheese. No okay. feta cheese? No? Uh, small, flavorful cheeses that you sprinkle, like feta or um, goat cheese or whatever, that's fine. A small amount, like a spoonful of a flavorful cheese, that's fine. Right. But just say no to cheddar cheese. Think of all the foods that have melted cheddar cheese on them. Pizza, burgers, tacos, all of those things can be delicious without cheese. My mom put cheese on broccoli. Are you kidding? Okay. Well, she put not this week. Cheese on eggs. Just, it'll be a fun experiment. Spinach. Say I'm not spinach eating cheese. Spinach artichoke dip. And okay. you'll, you'll find that. Those aren't burgers. Yeah. This is doable. You can do this. No, we'll do it. It's fun. This will be a fun challenge. Okay. All right. So meditate for five minutes once a day, preferably in the morning. No cheese. No cheese this week. Is that what it is? We, no cheese week? Yeah. No cheese yeah. week. And Sorry, let us Wisconsin. Know, maybe let us know like the food that you were surprised. It was so delicious without cheese. Ooh. Like here's mine. Tacos. When I have tacos with no cheese, just like tomato, lettuce, salsa, they're delicious. You love tacos. No cheese. Awesome. Okay, you've been listening to the Really Healthy Podcast. Uh, please join us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Really Healthy Podcast or go to our website, Really Healthy Show, right down in the corner, dot com, reallyhealthyshow.com. want to thank our friends at Alpine Plastic Surgery for their support. Uh, we love you guys and love you being a part of us. Everyone, everyone, we want you to have a really healthy day. This program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.